Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, this is John Scott, y'all, Jerome Williams, and you listen to the Jake Brown Show. You know what time it is. Don't pound. <laughs> and welcome to the Jake Brown Show. CBS Radio is played on iTunes. Spotify is where you find us talking NBA Finals. Talking everything hoops with the man, the myth, the legend, it's JYD. It's the Junkyard Dog. Jerome Williams on the line. Follow him on Twitter at Junkyard Dog JW. And this, the same on Instagram. He's here. What up, bro? How you doing? What's happening? How you doing, Jake? I'm doing great. And uh, we had talked a while back, but I, I think you were on the West Coast about potentially doing a show. And now we finally got you on. Um, glad to have you, man. And you've been busy. I mean, you've. You got the the big three tournament coming up on June twenty fifth at Barclays and Legends Shoot for Peace. You've been go, having going on this year where you're raising money for scholarships for kids one point nine million million. Uh, take us through what's what's going on in the life of JYD here. Oh man, it's been a whirlwind. I mean, the Lord got me rocking and rolling. Um, you know, just just staying busy, but for the most part, having a lot of fun. You know, Ice Cube gives me a call on this big three. And uh, it's exciting. It's three-on-three basketball with NBA legends. I'm talking Dr. J, Iceman, George Gervin, Clyde the Glide Drexler. I mean, Charles Oakley. I mean, these guys are coaches. And you got player coaches like Allen Iverson, the answer. Come on now. That, if that doesn't excite basketball fans and NBA fans, nothing will. Because... You know, it's three-on-three. You know, in a lot of countries, they already have professional leagues that are three-on-three, but none here in the States. So Ice Cube has put together the big three. It's going to be awesome because it's got eight teams that are going to be traveling from city to city all summer long to get to that championship round in Las Vegas at the end of the summer. Well, I mean, what else are you going to do during the summertime? You got a little bit of baseball, but for the most part, golf and baseball, a little bit of tennis. You know, basketball squeezing in there. Totally different different league, you know, but, but you have to have played in the NBA in order to get into this league because it's a grown man's league. We're bringing back hand-checking, trash-talking. I mean, this is serious basketball. All right, so uh, I agree 100%. I think the dog days of summer are tough, especially for me as a Mets fan uh, with what I've been watching. Um, it's been difficult, and I, I sure ain't watching golf and tennis and then all the ten- training camp talk. I mean, we're already talking NFL in May. It's like we need a break from the NFL, and we need a break from baseball at times. Uh, so this is good to have Hoops fans covered in the summer. And your squad, I, I'm looking at it, and I consider all around one of the better ones. You, Katino Mobley. Corey Maggette, who I know could still play, Deshaun Stevenson, who was recently playing, Moochie Norris, and your coach is freaking Clyde Drexler. I mean, I think I look at you guys as one of those top two or three teams here. Yeah, I mean, you know, these teams are, are locked and loaded. I mean, you got daggers at every position. Um, you're obviously going to have to play a lot of grown man defense. I mean, you're not on, on an island. You got a half court with only 
six players. It's not your normal 10, so the spacing is going to be tremendous. It's going to be fast-paced for the fans, so you won't get bored because there's a lot of one-on-one islands out there and uh, guys just having fun. Our team, I like it. I mean, I, I think we have uh, a very versatile team, but, you know, we're, we're, we're not relying on big men. We're, we're kind of uh, that sleek, fast-moving, fast-paced, high-power team. You've got Katino Mobley out there, Moochie Norris, former New York Knicks, Corey McGetty. I mean, the guy's still built like a like a Greek gladiator. And Deshaun Stevenson, I mean, he's locked down. He, he used to lock down LeBron James. So we got a good team um, all around. But uh, you got teams out there. I mean, Kenyon Martin's team. You got Allen Iverson's team. You got, you know, uh, Rashad Lewis and, and, and White Chocolate. I mean, everybody has has some depth on their team. I mean, Mike Sweetney, he's already talking trash. He's my former Hoya. You know, shout out to Mike Sweetney. But guess what? We're bringing that title, and uh, we got to get past him. And he's a big body to get past, and he posted a picture of you. I guess, did you actually get dunked on in that picture by Mello? Everybody knows in the garden. <laughs> Mello went baseline. He, he, he was at home. He was trying to get, get his box off. I caught him in midair, carried him to the foul line, set him down, and the dog pound went crazy in the garden. They were like, wow. Now, in the picture, they freeze-framed it because he was upstairs. He was up top. But, you know what I mean, this is dog pound. Because, obviously, there would be that highlight on ESPN, YouTube. You would have already seen it 10,000 times, me getting dunked on by Carmelo. But guess what? There's no highlight because it never happened. He was carried off. And, and placed in an area that was convenient for the dog pan. How it works. <laughs> and your hand, yeah, your hand is in in the area where Draymond uh, Green usually kicks. Um, I'd say the the man's area. Uh, so Sweetney uh, really starting the trash talk a little early here. Um, but you guys are friends, so all is good with you two. That's right, all is good. Now when we go up against Kenyon Martin, Kmart, it's gonna be a lot of daggers thrown. <laughs> Kmart knows the dog pound. Doesn't get long. He calls me the porch poodle. I mean, it's getting ready to be on, 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 full out, full fledged dog pound coming out the big three. Seriousness. Yeah, yeah I like the killer three team with Billups, Jackson, and Evans. Um, Larry Hughes, who could shoot a little bit, and Brian Cook. Uh, I think everyone really, out of everyone here, I think everyone we could all say is looking forward to seeing Allen Iverson back out there. I mean, this guy was must watch TV. You've seen what he's got. I mean, is AI going to show us some moves here this summer? Hey, if anybody's got some moves, we know the former MVP's got them. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a different game. No up and downs. So you're going to have to come with it all day, every day, running around screens, one-on-one isolations. Everybody knows he's probably one of the best isolation, ISO guys ever to have played the game. So you can never count out the answer because there's always a lot of questions. But there's only one answer. That's that's a fact. Uh, I'm just hoping, and what I want to see is, and you said there'll be more hand checking, there'll be less fouls. I don't want to see it become the 2007 NBA where it's a little bit softer from when you played. Uh, can, guys, I, I want the no blood, no foul rule to be in place. I know it's not going to be that bad, but are we going to see some, a lot more physical play here? Well, yeah. I mean, you got you got to play a little bit more physical. It's three on three. I mean, the worst thing is for fans just to be seeing a lot of foul line shots and, and people going to the foul line. We don't want that. We want to we see people be able to play. 
Um, the hand checking rule is back in effect, so that means you can, uh, you know, put a hand on guys as long as you don't impede their progress or uh, shave them to one direction. So it's back to where it was in the 90s, early 90s with Jordan. So I'm looking at it. This is going to be some great, you know, great basketball. And at 44, bro, I want to see what you got in the tank here. I'm going to be watching. I know you've been hitting the gym, and uh, what are you benching these days? Absolutely, man. I, I got three, four plates on there. You see it in the upcoming commercial. Uh-oh. Ice Cube behind me, you know, he, 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 he's spotting me with the dog pound throwing them weights around <laughs> like a back of pancakes, you know, making it easy <laughs> on me. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I hope, I hope the fans come out with my dog pound posters. Just like we did back in the day, because I'm going to be throwing out T-shirts. I had a mascot there. We're going to have a lot of fun. This big three is going to be big. I'm glad they called it the big three, because that's exactly what it's going to be. Ice Cube's bringing out his his posse. I'm bringing out the dog pound, so we're going to be ready to rock. And, and we're starting off in New York. Come on now. Um, I'm excited, man. I'm looking forward to it. Jerome the Junkyard Dog Williams is joining us on the Jake Brown Show. Make sure you follow him on Twitter. And uh, tell us before we start talking finals about Legends Shoot for Peace because you guys raised a boatload of money. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, at the end of the day, you know, uh, as as big as we are NBA players, ex-NBA players, and now big three players, you know, especially for me, I'm all about the community, always trying to get out there and help out and do, do what we can. So this year what I did was I traveled around to about eight different cities with the legends, the NBRPA chapters, National Basketball Retired Players chapters, with Harlem Globetrotters, NBA players, and WNBA players. And we took on all the greatest uh, high school players in every city at different high schools um, in a basketball game. So we, we brought in legends and, and had a lot of fun. But for the most part, the most important thing was that we're striving for peace. I mean, we're, we're bringing peaceful uh, relations between the police and the students, um, you know, having forums for them at their schools where they can ask questions of former players and then doing poetry contests. And that poetry contest, uh, we picked a winner, and those winners received scholarships. I mean, some schools who gave out upwards of five to seven scholarships, uh, full rides to different schools. Uh, Alabama State uh, really stepped up big. Um, and at the end of it all, we gave out $1.9 million in scholarships, and we're looking forward to doing it again this year, um, traveling around. So make sure you go to uh, www.shootingforpeace.com and get more information on it, and uh, hopefully we can come out to uh, a school near you. Uh, so we're looking forward to getting involved with a lot more students this year, having some fun. Legends shooting for peace. It's incredible. Almost $2 million, uh is obviously a huge number. JYD joining us. All right, let's talk some NBA finals here. I mean, LeBron, seven straight finals, but he has, his, in my opinion, toughest task he's ever had with the Kevin Durant addition uh, Warriors, who were up 3-1 last year before the Draymond Green suspension, and then it all went downhill for them. I said Warriors in seven. Uh, break down this series for us. Well, I'm definitely giving it to the Warriors. I think LeBron James, I mean, you know, this guy is obviously the top player in the league. I mean, he's 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 exciting to watch. He plays uh, great team basketball. He's a leader. Um, you know, after Kobe Bryant uh, retired last year, 
he took over the number one spot as the, one of the greatest players to still be playing. But with all that being said, he's going up against the number two, in my opinion, in Kevin Durant, and then followed by a, you know, a top three, four player in Steph Curry, and then Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, you're talking top 10, 15 in the league with these guys. So you have four players on your team that are arguably in the top 15. Now, I'm not discrediting Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving on the other side by, by any stretch, but that's still three against four. So I have to give the edge to Golden State Warriors, and that's what makes this uh, series so exciting. They're both tied at one one championship ring apiece in this series, and this is basically the tiebreaker. But it's going to be, like you said, LeBron's biggest challenge because the first two meetings did not have the number two guy in the league in Kevin Durant. The Durantula, he's coming. He's coming hard, and he's the only one on that court outside of the starting lineup that does not have a ring. So I'm looking for big things out of KD. Either step up and get on that stage and, and show us that the guy that you, you're trying to be in the history books or you're going to let LeBron James just, just you know, I mean, take over. Because we've seen him do it. So you can't count out the king at any stretch. And I think it's a big reason Durant, I, I predict, is going to be the finals MVP, not only for his clutch shot-making ability late in games, but also covering LeBron. Look at two years ago, Andre Iguodala won the finals MVP because of his work covering LeBron, who still scored 35 a game in those series. But if you contain LeBron at 35, that could get you a damn MVP trophy in the finals, which is saying a lot and how good he really is, that even 35 points is containing him. Uh, do you like Durant to be the MVP? Um, I think that, that would be the, the fairy tale of this story, mm-hmm. um, especially with all the flack that he's gotten when he did uh, choose to switch over teams from Oklahoma City to Golden State. I mean, free agency is free agency. I mean, these teams, you know, if they want to keep their superstars, you got to make sure that you're looking at all angles of uh, supporting them, whether it be teammate-wise, whether it be whatever it is, uh, if you want to keep them in these cities. But at the same time, they still have the right to go off and, and, and figure out what's best for them. I think it's the right decision. I mean, Golden State Warriors has been must-see TV all year because of the ball movement, because it's not one-on-one basketball. They just have weapons at every spot. So I think it's a great decision by Kevin Durant, and I'm looking forward to seeing him hoist that MVP trophy. Listen, the talk of the media over the this time has been so much free time is – Jordan versus LeBron. You're a guy who played in really both eras. You played at the end of Jordan's time. Um, you saw him win a couple of trophies. You saw him go to the Wizards. And then you were there a couple of years when LeBron started. Uh, are you one to compare, and do you have one that's better, or do you think it's two different eras and you can't compare them? Well, I, I mean, you're going to obviously have to compare the best in this era to the best that ever played, which is Michael Jordan. But at the same time, you still have to consider – you know, has he done enough to su- succeed Kobe Bryant? I mean, Kobe Bryant's in the class of 96. That's the greatest NBA, you know, class in the history. I mean, I'm a little biased because I was in that class. But mm-hmm. Kobe is still the number two to Jordan. I mean, he's got five rings. He's got league MVP. He's got the trophies. He's got the banners. And, I mean, on his way out, he scored over 60 points. 
come on now, let's 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 keep this in order. Obviously, LeBron is in the conversation, and we'll keep him in that conversation because he's got a lot of basketball still left to play. But he's inching. He's getting there. But he's at three. Kobe's at five. Let's keep it in perspective. One of the greatest players offensively and defensively on the court was the Mamba. I mean, he's got the killer. I mean, have you ever you ever seen a Mamba and a King go head to head? I mean, that's a, that. I mean, dag on it. I'm still giving it up to that venom. That venom might strike you, and that's 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 it. That's that. But is it but is it all final? I mean, if that, if that's the debate, then I mean, if no one gets a six and Jordan's a guy, and then you you throw Bill Russell in there, I mean, I don't think it's all about finals. I think LeBron's all around numbers and the way he's carried teams and what he did early on with Cleveland's roster that was full of Elgowskis and Eric Snow and Larry Hughes. I mean, decent players, but no stars. Um, I, I don't think you could point all to final. I think, in my opinion, LeBron or has already passed Kobe. Wow. You just throwing the mamba out there like that. I can't give it up in the class <laughs> of 96 like that. I got to hold it down for my man Kobe, the jelly bean himself, the mamba himself, just for a little while longer. I'm not saying LeBron won't pass it and surpass it be getting that number two spot solely. But this finals has a lot to do with it. Because if you give me a strong number four against this team in Golden State, yeah, then we'll, you know what, bring me back on the show, and then I'll say, you know what, after all the things I've seen based on his performance in the finals, all right, I'm willing to say he's at least tied with Kobe for the number two. And he'll be, he'll be neck and neck with Jordan. I mean, I don't – I'm trying to think. I'm trying to. I guess Jordan has beat some good teams in the finals, but has he beat a team with Curry, Durant, Clay, Draymond? I mean, this might be the best team LeBron or Jordan will ever beat. If LeBron, I don't think they'll win, but if he does, this is the tallest task he'll ever beat, and maybe Jordan. I agree. I agree. I agree with that statement. So, Dog Pound agrees. You you got that right. This is probably the toughest team that either guy would ever have had to face so that's why i'm interested to see what comes out of it i mean i and and i don't care what the series is if it ends up being two one three two three one i don't care but what lebron showed me last year that was the most impressive thing i've seen mm -hmm. down three one first team ever and you have to win on another person's home court after they've won over 70-some games, that was impressive. So he's got my respect. So, no, you know, don't don't discredit what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a LeBron James fan. I'm just, you know, making sure people know what side of fence I play on because I guarded Jordan and I guarded LeBron. So at least coming from that angle, at least I can say I touched the floor with both of these guys, and that's my opinion. Yeah, I think this should shape up to be one of the better finals uh, that we'll ever see. And this means a lot for LeBron. It means a lot for his career, and it means a lot for Durant to finally get one. I mean, he, he was the guy everyone looked at as, oh, you jumped ship, you went to winner. He could shut up a lot of people, though, I think, if he could win one and try and cover LeBron. Do you like, JYD, the difference in the game today? I mean, you hear a lot of... Older veterans say, oh, I hate what the NBA has become. It's a three-point shooting league. What happened to the big man? What happened to a player like the junkyard dog who got down and dirty in the paint? Does it frustrate you as, at all as a former player what the game has become? 
No, I think it just evolves. I think, you know, the money evolves, uh, the players evolve. I mean, I see junkyard dogs out there and, like, Draymond Green. Hmm. I mean, expands. Like, at the same time where I came to a team where Grant Hill was a ball handler, I had ball handling skills, but they wanted to showcase Grant's ball handling skills. So they just said I was a rebounder. Well, that didn't mean I couldn't shoot, but they said I couldn't shoot. So they nowadays they stretch the floor. They let you know people like Draymond Green shoot, and I mean he's able to show defensively, offensively. He's a two-way player, and I think that that's great with the movement that they have on the court. I enjoy watching the San Antonio Spurs with Kawhi Leonard and seeing all the movement that you know on any given night you have multiple people in double-digit scoring. So. The evolution of the game, I think, is a, is a little tougher for the old-timers to see because it was more half-court, uh, holding, grabbing, hard-nosed, you know, plays, where now it's more free-flowing, it's, it's more up and down. I mean, I was probably geared more towards today's game than, than when I played. Hmm. But that's the era I was in. So I, I, I don't have a problem with either era. I love them both. I think they both are pretty exciting. I think, uh, you know, they have their drama uh, on both sides. But right right now I just think what most of the veterans and legends are saying is there's probably less talent than there was back in the day, meaning, like, you know, there there, there are less teams that are going to challenge you each and every night just based on the skill sets of the various players um, because – Back in the day, I think there was more specialists. There were more guys that, you know, if you were a shooter, you were a shooter. If you were a slasher, you were a slasher. You know, if you were a defender, you were a defender. Um, you know, nowadays there's, you know, less defenders, less rebounders, less shot blockers. I mean, on any given night you were playing against, you know, Akeem the Dream, Alonzo Mourning, you know, Dikembe Mutombo, Patrick Ewing, Shaq. I mean, these guys take up a lot of space in the paint, and they were agile, and they were protecting the rim. There's less of that now. Yeah. There's less guys like that. I mean, they're just not around. Mm-hmm. Like, where you really, you know, the Admiral, David Robinson. I mean, you, you, this is every city, not like, okay, one guy every once in a while. No, you back to back to back, um, you know, and then from the power forward standpoint, Carl Malone. Rasheed Wallace, Chris Webber, Charles Barkley. I mean, this is my Tim Duncan. This is my swing of of, yeah. of, of forwards, you know, like, oh, man. And then you get to the Antoine Walkers and the Sharif Abdul-Rahims. I mean, it, it, it's a little different now. Where that, I mean, think about that little stretch of guys I just named. Rattled off eight names yeah. where, you know, yeah. shoot. That's just from a power forward center standpoint. And we go to small forward, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, Mashburn, Grant Hill, you know, shoot, Scotty Pippen. I mean, this list, you know, just tra- Tracy McGrady. Oh, geez. Vince Carter. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, was, it, was, it was nasty back in the day, man. 
It was nasty. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> now we talk about, like, I mean, you can't even compare, like, an Al Horford as a, one of the top power forwards, a guy who's out there shooting right. threes. I mean, we're talking about guys who have stretched it to the perimeter. Uh, there's just no post-up game anymore. I miss, like, I wasn't really, I wasn't alive for, I'm 26, so I wasn't alive for Kareem and the sky hooks, but I miss sky hooks and guys shooting hook shots and guys posting and toasting. I mean, they're, posting and toasting isn't even a thing anymore. Uh, right. It's, it's kind of depressing. Barbecue chicken in the post. Where's the barbecue at, man? It's like they cook the coal and all the lighter fluid out the game, man. No more barbecue chicken. Dang. Yeah, the, the barbecue chicken is down the drain. Now, do you think you would have fouled out more if you were playing in today's game? Uh, heck no. They're not They're not calling no fouls. They're letting you run all over the place, and somebody would have to let me run all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can play. Like I said, I could play in either air because at the end of the day, I didn't I didn't foul at a high clip then, hmm. and that was with a lot of holding and grabbing. Yeah. <laughs> so now, you know, um, if you don't if you don't impede my progress going after offensive rebound, and you're not allowed to grab me and all that, could you imagine? Shoot. Yeah. I mean, I'm averaging almost ten a game <laughs> with two guys boxing me out. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you turn that off and you just let me just run freely. Well, that's going to be a little tougher to contain the dog. That's for sure. That's true. Uh, and the junkyard dog, you're part of a trade with none other than I don't even remember him, Cesari Trebansky. Um, mm. I, I don't even remember who that. I'm a Nick fan. I don't know who that is. Uh, Dikembe, Frank Williams, Othella Harrington, and Trebansky. You went to the Knicks with uh, Jamal. Crawford, uh, what's your opinion on, before we let you go as a former Nick, what's your opinion on what's happening with the Knicks and Phil Jackson and Carmelo? What, what do you, what's your take on the whole situation? Oh, man, well, my take is this, man. First of all, all my New York dog pound, my fans, I know how frustrated he is. But at the end of the day, I mean, Carmelo came to the Knicks and signed with the Knicks when no one else, no other franchise players wanted to sign. Then after he signs, you know, we, we got Amari Stoudemire to sign. And that was supposed to be the start of the big two, you know. Well, Amari gets hurt, and he's pretty much stayed hurt his entire career as a Nick. Whereas Carmelo, he's been playing every year. He's had a knick-knack knee injury once or twice, but for the, for the most part, he's been holding it down. And ever since then, they've been trying to sign different guys. Mm-hmm. Now, he's been with the Knicks, what, five years? Six? Yeah. I think five. Holding yeah. it down, fighting it. Now, after the last year, you know, he's tried the triangle offense. He's done everything he's been asked of. But at the end of the day, you can't now say to him or to anybody in public that maybe he should find a new team. Well, daggone it, when, when nobody wanted to be a Nick, he was there for us. He came home. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to now say, well, he needs to go someplace else? No, 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 no. That's not fair. That's not fair to the fans, and that's not definitely not fair to Carmelo. So, you know, definitely, you know, they got to look at that as an organization. You know, you can't treat your stars like that because guess what? The next star isn't going to want to come play for you because they see how you're treating you know, Carmelo, look at Christos Porzingis. Mm-hmm. Didn't even go to an exit meeting? Mm-hmm. In the history of the game, I mean, you're second-year player. You don't go to your exit meeting? That's sending, a, that's sending a strong message 
upper management, I don't think I don't, you know, I don't trust. And when you lose trust in, in, in the front office with the players, you know, that's not a good, that's not good for business. And I think that, you know, they the Knicks owe Carmelo and his camp an apology, you know, for, for that. Because a player can't come out and say he he should be traded, you know, you get fined. Hmm. You know, if, you, if the player says, I want to be traded or I want out or stuff like that, you get fined for that. So if the upper management says it, I mean, you know, you got to look at that and say, hey, what, 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 you know, is this fair? He has a no trade clause. You sign him to that. So basically, if you want to get rid of Carmelo, guess what? You have an option. It's called waive him, pay him his money, and you don't have. Then he can. Then, like you said, you'll be rid of him. He can go anywhere he wants, and you know. But he would have fulfilled his obligation to the city, to the organization, to the Knicks fans that he committed himself. You know, he's in his on his thirty third birthday. He's in the gym. Working on his jump shot. I don't know if everybody sees, but I watch YouTube. Thirty third birthday, he's in the gym. How many superstars are doing that? Yeah, I think the whole the whole thing is a right now. I think the whole thing is a Phil problem, and Phil's just outspoken to the media, and everything he said uh, has made it like he wants him to go. But the problem is if they do try and trade him, what value you're going to get out of him? And I also think the other side of it, you saying waving him, it's like, do you really want to throw down? Twenty-five, thirty million a year, and get nothing back for a guy who is the the face of the franchise. At what point will they? At what point do they say he never asked to leave, mm-hmm. and he signed with you when you had nothing? That should be. You should have a level of respect for a guy like that. There should be a proper level of respect for when you you obviously trade you gave him the no trade clause because of his value then. Mm-hmm. And he's still, like, basically, if he was a free agent right now, I guarantee you he'd be able to command whatever the Knicks are paying him on the free agent market right now, today. Oh, the yeah. exact same amount. Yeah. You see, right, you're right. You're saying you're right, right? Yeah, well, because, I mean, you're seeing 12, I mean, you're seeing Tyler Johnson, a point guard of the Heat, get $50 million. So, I mean, LeBron, exactly. uh, Carmelo's going to get what he wants. Right. So, yeah. you're getting, you know, this is, this is, you know, it's laughable to me. Mm-hmm that, you know, you're looking at a guy who now in today's market is underpaid for what he brings to the organization, but yet you're saying he should go find another team. Mm-hmm. Wave him. <laughs> you know, pay him his money and then, you know, hey, let him go wherever he wants to go. You can rebuild and do what you want to do. I mean, they, they got plenty of money, that's for sure. I think he's grown tired of it and just the whole antics of Phil in the, in the front office at the point where – as you said, Porzingis is not showing up to exit meetings. After him, you have no one on the damn roster. I mean, there's no one that you really are thinking about keeping as much as a Porzingis uh, where Mel is saying, hey, I'll win elsewhere. And I think as a Knicks fan, what people worry is he hasn't didn't win in Denver. They didn't make it to the finals with him here. Is Carmelo a player that you can win with has now become the new argument? Well, the whole thing is, you know, if if I see if I see Carmelo winning on Team USA, I know he's a winner. I mean, he has the most USA gold medals in history of the the USA basketball. He can play with other people, but are is the front office capable of signing other people? You know, or going through the draft, or all those different things. So, I mean, I think it's I think it has a lot to do. 
with everybody. Yeah. Not only Carmelo, but the front office. I mean, I think everybody has their hand in, you know, winning. You know, you win as a team, you lose as a team. That's my motto. That's the hometown way. So when you're winning with Carmelo, hey, you win as a team. When you're losing with Carmelo, hey, you lose as a team. It's, it's everybody's involved. He didn't shoot every shot. Yeah. You know, he didn't get every rebound. He wasn't responsible for every pass. There's five guys out there on the court. And, you know, I saw him sitting, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, uh, a third of the game every game. So I, I, I don't say it's, it's you know, because you got other five guys out there that are more than capable of, you know, winning and, 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 and showing their level of NBA play based on their jerseys as well. I'll say this. There's a lot more losing ahead for the Knicks. I think they have a long ways to go um, to get back to winning. Jerome, the junkyard dog, Williams, make sure you get your big three tickets coming to Brooklyn. I need you to scream June Brooklyn. 25th I, at we, Barclays. We need the dog pound. We need all that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope that is. Bring them New York Knicks jerseys so I can sign them. I mean, you know, that's the difference between the big three. We're going to sign an autograph. You had to mm-hmm. shake our hands, do some things that, mm-hmm. you know, you might not have been able to do earlier on when they had a lot of security around the dog. <laughs> I, I hope the dog pound is showing up because I, w- I want to hear that in the crowd every time you shoot the rock. Um, you see AI, you see Corey Maggetti, Katina Mobley, Sean Stevenson, Mucci North, you and Coach Clyde Drexler, JYD. Appreciate you coming on, man. Enjoy the finals, and we'll see you in Brooklyn in a couple weeks. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, Jake. Appreciate you guys. Yes, sir. <laughs> Take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.